This podcast is a member of the Red 5 Network. For more Red 5 Network podcasts and content creators, visit bio.link slash red5. Hey, this is Jedi Master Rob LaBerry, host of the Jedi Temple Archives podcast, and you're listening to... Wait, hold on, hold on one second. What the force? Hey, hey, aren't you Dr. Sonny Ravencourt of the University of Coruscant? Nope. No, you absolutely are. I recognize you. No, you were in the archives not too long ago. I believe you were on a tour, a guided tour. Uh... Look, here's the deal. This temple is not open to outsiders without escort. So you're going to just have to move right along or I'm going to have to get Jedi Temple security. Oh, come on. I can't get this kind of information at the University of Coruscant. Look at this transcription. This Jedi was murdered. All right. Uh, that, that's it. We're not going to have this conversation. Padawan, please go get the temple guards. Oh, I really don't think you need to call Jedi secure. Okay, here they come. I got to go. Yeah, yeah, that's what I thought. Goodbye, Dr. Ravencourt. All right, sorry about that. Uh, where was I? Oh, right. And you're listening to Conversations Podcast with Pat and Charles. It's a translation to a Star Wars nation. It's a celebration. Hello, and welcome to Conversations. I'm Charles. And I'm Pat, and this is episode 91. The Force surrounds us, guides us, and sets the fate of us all in motion. But perhaps it can also take a different path. A path that can only be seen on the world of the wills. Yes. Return to the world of the wills with our What If series. Yes. Oh, this is exciting. Why don't you kick us off with uh, where we start tonight? Sure. So you had suggested this one, especially after the Kenobi series, which we just enjoyed. And it was, what if Leia trained with Yoda? Right. This was near the top of our list in general, mm-hmm. um, just because it's an intriguing idea. But then, you know, once we see her in Kenobi, it's kind of uh, dragged to the forefront, as it were. So, um, yeah, I think this is a interesting and sort of timely topic. Absolutely. And especially as we see in the Kenobi series, it gives so much more depth to that potential for her as not just a force user, but adept at being able to uh, sort of read a situation and be resourceful and sort of a very Jedi-like already in the way she works. Yeah, and let's not forget the quick snippet in Episode 9 of her actually training. So we do have um, both of those situations to help guide us through this. Yeah, yeah. So how do you see that being approached then? Do you see it as a straight-up, like, Yoda keeping in touch with Bale? while he's in exile because he knows that he has uh, of course he's looking after leia and that's where that potential for training comes into play you know i think that with yoda kind of being on dagobah and staying low profile as it were i think that it makes sense to have some like uh transmissions he sends some uh, some hollows right to leia where you know if she's in a essentially a castle being that she's royalty on Alderaan, right? Um, I'm sure that she could have like a uh, a private dojo or sanctum 
where she can learn from his teachings. Okay. And not only that, with uh, Bale being of such high regard in the galaxy, he goes on many trips. Yes. And he's very diplomatic, I guess. So with all these trips, if one of them were to come near Dagobah and, and you know, they stop for gas or something, <laughs> um, she might be able to do some in-person training as well. Mm. And given the Jedi order, she would have fallen into that category of, quote unquote, being too old at that point. But I think that even beyond this what if question, we see. Uh, strength in Leia's ability with the Force, at least to you know be attuned with it. So I'm pretty sure that Yoda would have sensed that as well and seen her as a, a you know worthy pupil to train, at least give guidance to how to you know to channel that and use it to her advantage. Well, not necessarily too old. I mean, she was given to Bail when she was a baby. Mm-hmm. In this what if mentality, she could have been being trained before the Kenobi series takes place. Okay. Okay. And furthermore, there has been talk that Yoda would have preferred Leia to be trained over Luke. Because ah. <laughs> he felt that she was stronger in the Force and less uh, sort of volatile or unstable. Yeah. Um, so, you know, those things lend themselves to greater success than a farm boy that is 118. And, um,. <laughs> And also feeling incomplete and unfulfilled, you know? Yeah. And with her innate leadership skills at her young age, if he was training her from, like you are saying, uh, when she was in the Kenobi series, um, certainly would lend itself to that, that uh, she uses those abilities to help her, you know, guide her through the various situations. And certainly as a senator and in the political arena um, would be a huge asset beyond just the wielding of the force itself. People have speculated that that's why she was so persuasive in the Senate mm. because of that sort of in tune nature um, of, of her surroundings and those around her to be able to um, not manipulate them, but to kind of affect them in a way that she couldn't otherwise right. uh, to endear them to her cause or whatever, whatever she was championing at that time. Hmm. Her mother herself, Padme, had that innate ability as well. Very successful senator, but without necessarily the use of the force. But couple those two traits together, that'd be a pretty lethal politician for sure. Yeah, I mean, and that's to say that even if that's what she ended up doing, what did Luke do once uh, he was done destroying the Empire? He went back and reestablished the um, Jedi Academy. So it's quite possible that she could have went that direction instead of staying in the Senate and geared more towards building up the Jedi Order again. Right. But also at a much younger age. Yes. You know, yes. because if if by the time we see her in A New Hope at 18, if she'd been training for 10 or 12 years, okay, look at how different that would be with her on the uh, Star Destroyer. Absolutely. You know, when I ran through this in my head that Yoda was training her, well, like you said, first of all, before we even seen her in Kenobi, but and even when we see her in her teens and late teens in Rebels, where she's mm-hmm. commandeering ships for the Rebel cause, it sparked a thought in my mind. It's like, I wonder if Yoda ever had on Dagobah spare kyber crystals, and he taught her to make a lightsaber. 
And not that we see that, of course, in anywhere in the films, but since we're talking what if, what how cool would it be is that she got to the point with her training that not only did he teach her how to build a lightsaber, but especially after what we see in the Kenobi series, that he told her that Vader was her father. Oh, okay. When? Um, probably in her teens, after where she could deal with it to, to a certain degree. And wow. because we see, of course, the only way he would know that is if he was commuting with Obi-Wan, who had discovered that Anakin was indeed Vader, and as we saw in Kenobi. And Yoda felt that she was, I don't know, ready enough to deal with that. And how how would that change the flavor of when they finally meet on the Tantive before there? Yeah, you know, that's very interesting. And I think that, man, I think that if she knew that ahead of anything... She's smart enough that I think that when they first met face to face, she would play that hand close to the vest and not let him know, hey, I'm your daughter and all this. But, um, you know, as you're saying with with Yoda and all, I think that with the force and then being able to sense what's going on and, and who's around and all that. Like, for example, when Han died and Leia could feel it. Oh, you yes. Know? Yeah. So that kind of stuff where... Obi-Wan, you know, knows when Alderaan's blown up. Yep. And so these sort of ripples of trauma are felt by these Force users. So I think they would know, like at least Yoda would know that Anakin was still alive. Hmm. So he you know what have, I mean? Yeah, so he wouldn't have needed uh, Obi-Wan to tell him, or well, he probably confirmed it, whatever, but yeah. Right. So you're saying that uh, he felt it through the Force that Vader was indeed Anakin. Right. Vice versa. Mm. Right. Okay. Okay. And furthermore, with telling her that, which that's a um, pretty heavy thing to drop on somebody. But again, <laughs> you know, you've got Luke that finds out like 20 minutes after he finds out everything else. Okay. <laughs> so it's like, oh, you know, these mythical people that do this magical stuff actually do exist and you can be one and he's like all right great oh furthermore your dad's the baddest dude in the galaxy (laughs) so that's a lot of stuff to work through mentally you know and obviously he does not take it well no he'd rather jump off into the abyss than deal with that or Um, head to toshi station i mean that's but that's totally right uh, i mean he's in a much different mindset when he's thrust into this role whereas leia's been groomed for it her entire life with right, the and that's organics. the other part, too, is you've got Obi-Wan saying, oh, you know, your father was a pilot and, you know, he was a great guy and all this. But if he was actively training Leia throughout her childhood, you've got to imagine that he would have stories for her about her father and about, you know, his time as a Padawan in the Clone Wars all this stuff and snippets about her mother and all this. And then of course it would, and then Leia would be smart enough to be like, so what happened? Right. And yeah. then he'd be like, well, you see, <laughs> hmm, story for another time. That is. And you see with Obi-Wan in the Kenobi series where she got the best traits of both Padme and Anakin. Yes. So that curiosity would be there for sure. And I totally yeah. agree with you is that if, you know, in this scenario we're talking about where Yoda tells her that Vader is her father, she would totally play that close to the best because she knows not only is that protecting herself from Vader, but also you know, greater part the rebellion because she still knows that Obi-Wan is uh, a needed asset and he's on Tatooine and that's still that goal still exists even at that point. I feel like 
he didn't know one kid survived, let alone two. Yes. You know, I don't think he knew that she was having twins. No. So it's tough to say like, oh, this is my child. So where's the other one? Because I don't know that he would know that. <laughs> right. But, you know, just her as a offspring of him and as a probably pretty worthy opponent because she would have been trained by Yoda for a good 10, 15 years. Absolutely. By the time she sees him in A New Hope. Yep. And she'd be a very powerful force user, not necessarily a Jedi, but like that's why I said, I brought up the whole lightsaber thing is that kind of one on one training. And you'd assume that Yoda had the patience and, and she had the tenacity to, you know, to return and come back and complete her training uh, at regular intervals um, with her jet setting ways. Uh, she'd be a far superior force user slash Jedi than Luke would be at, at the outset of his training. Yeah. And, and you mentioned Yoda being like busy. I, I don't think he had much else to do <laughs> other than like make weird stews and stuff. I think he would be just fine with waiting around for her to come back. It gives him something to live for. Yes. <laughs> Aside from waiting for Obi-Wan to figure out what he's doing with Luke. So then that would lead her to likely be, you know, a quote unquote Jedi because she'd be trained by uh-huh. Yoda and, and she would be proficient in the force. She's a smart girl. I would venture to say she's probably smarter than Luke. Yes. And I think that that would be very interesting when the Empire is really starting to get traction. Okay. Because, you know, obviously the Empire was established when she was born. But, you know, as it's ramping up its plan for tyranny and, and you know, destruction across the galaxy, I think she would have been able to kind of help the rebellion quite a bit mm-hmm. more. You know, to be able to, like, mind trick Imperial officers and stuff. Mm-hmm. And... Commandeer ships, that kind yeah, of stuff. Like absolutely. Those, yeah. And, like, gather intel that could really give them the upper hand against the Empire. So I think, ultimately, the Empire's reign lasts a lot shorter with her having been trained by Yoda. Yeah, I completely agree. And I also think, too, that, be, you know, especially between A New Hope, let's say, let's say after the destruction of the Death Star and... Obi-Wan still brings Luke to the Death Star and that sort of whole scenario still plays out because she's still very much in command of that entire escape anyways. That sort of plays out. Um, See, I don't even know if they make it that far. Wow. I feel like her strength coupled with, you know, her proficiency in the Force maybe lead to the Death Star not being completed before it's destroyed. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. You just drop that casually on someone. Jeez, okay. (laughs) yeah that's just the thing is you've got these rebels that have been fighting the empire since its inception so and if you get somebody that's force sensitive i mean look at a chirrut was maybe force sensitive but you know a, a large believer in the force and that's all you see on the side of the rebels from revenge of sith to a new hope yeah there's no one on that side actively opposing the empire that has any sort of force sensitivity okay Okay. so i think having her with that ability dramatically changes things wow it played out differently for me i mean i think that she being the force user but from her perspective she was still primarily a political slash senatorial slash galactic wide mover and shaker while using her powers she supplemented Luke's training from Yoda with what she learned as well and ultimately made him more powerful. 
Uh, but I still saw that the major story arc still happened with Death Star and then even an empire with uh, Han being taken and uh, the Death Star 2. What I thought that was, you know, a potential storyline was that in Empire, Luke still faced Vader and sort of had that coming of age moment when he discovered that, you know, he's an I'm your father. And so that was a very important step for him. But in Return of the Jedi, it's Leia who faces Vader on the uh, Death Star 2. And uh, he's redeemed in Leia's arms versus Luke's. Huh. Huh. Now, now, what if, since. That's what we're going with. Um, <laughs> what if now? Wouldn't that be wild if they were both brought before the emperor? Oh, oh imagine the twins! Holy crap! <laughs> and and then hell breaks loose, and now it's two on two. Oh my god! Oh, with so with cool. Palpatine being all like sparky with his uh, <laughs> lightning and everything. And Vader being the badass that we saw in uh, Rogue One and, and Kenobi and yeah. just like throwing stuff, you know, force pulling, all this craziness that he does now that, you know, we didn't really see it in the OT. But that'd be a cool scene, too. Oh, my gosh. That would be phenomenal. And uh, then, of course, you would have that same redemption arc because yeah, yeah. You know, they would... Maybe, well, I mean, maybe they wouldn't get the upper hand. Maybe, you know, maybe Luke's got to quote unquote defeat Vader, you know, because he's not turning because uh -huh. Luke and Leia are fighting them to, you know, to stay alive. And maybe they got to throw the Emperor off the chasm. Maybe Vader doesn't redeem himself because they're such a threat. Right. Luke goes into the throne room overmatched not only that but also the emperor's like take your jedi weapon and strike me down and all this yeah. right and he takes it but then he doesn't strike him down obviously and then he's you know fights vader but then like he he throws his lightsaber away and is resolute in the idea that like this won't be resolved by me winning a duel right and so by not fighting, he wins. Mm -hmm. And I feel like you don't have that same situation with the both of them. Right, because I think one of the key moments where Vader realizes that, or his humanity, whatever, that redemption does come in, is when he sees his son at death's door by the yeah. hands of the Emperor and then realizes, oh, i got to save him, and you know, by extension, saving himself. Whereas you've got this dyad in the Force, oh, sorry, the twins, Aww. who are now... You know, Leia and Luke together, like you said, having very much the upper hand. Wow, that's pretty. <laughs> wow, that's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ooh. So, you know, that's that would be a very interesting, you know, alternate situation mm. because maybe you don't get the redemption arc, right? Which you know, for Anakin is important, and to a certain degree is Luke. But the way it plays out in Return of the Jedi. Leia is secondary to that redemption, even though she suffered more than Luke did, especially with the torturing. So there's more investment, I think, for Leia to see Vader either redeemed or um, revenged. You know, it's right. a fine line, like you said. But how interesting would that scene be at the end of the Return of the Jedi? You know, they're at the Ewok village party 
and they're like sort of standing side by side and they look off into the distance and they both see the force ghosts. That would be freaking cool. Yeah, and especially if she was trained by Yoda, that yep. would be impactful for her. And now that you know she had her little adventure with Obi-Wan in the Kenobi series, all three of those characters would be meaningful to her now. Mm-hmm. And that would be very cool. Yeah. And I'm very much emotional too. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Once through the sequel trilogy comes through, I think that I think a lot of it would play very similarly because with that vacuum that the fall of the empire and sort of like the stragglers of the empire trying to regain power and ultimately become the force, the first order, I think she would revert back into her senatorial slash galactic planning Leia versus Jedi Leia because that's what they need at that point. And that, that's where her strength is to really galvanize what's, you know, what's left of the rebellion and trying to reestablish order within the galaxy. You know, I think the sequel trilogy, even in that what if, would could play out very similarly as we saw in those movies. I disagree. I think that... Um, the, well, screw the, you. you. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I've got a smarter answer than that, but okay. okay. Um, so it goes like this. Um, you've got Luke and Leia are both Jedi at this point after mm-hmm. the fall of the Empire and Return of the Jedi, right? Mm-hmm. So now you're trying to reestablish order, like you said, and you've got these stragglers that are trying to bring back the Empire. But, like, the head of the New Republic is a Jedi. People aren't going to mess with that. But do they know she's a Jedi, though? Yeah. Oh, yeah. She's she's out and proud, baby. (laughs) So listen. So... She's a Jedi. She's in charge of the formation of the New Republic. And like, it's it's like we got robbers that are going to go to a house and rob it. And then you, you're like, okay, well, this house has like people home and a big ferocious dog and stuff. Maybe we don't rob this house because like we're going to get our asses handed to us. Okay. So I feel like that's mentality. It's like she would have them shaking their boots because... Hmm. She like could force choke them. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like okay. they they know what Vader was capable of and he was a you know a force user. Now the New Republic has a force user at the head of their operation. So it's like, well, this is probably bad news for us all around. And not only that, not only that, <laughs> okay, but you got Luke doing his Jedi school. And, of course, he's got guest lecturer Leia coming in from time to time, who's Kylo's mom. I feel like with her being actively invested in Luke's Jedi school, yeah, which if she was a Force user at that time, I'm sure she would have been. Yes, yeah. I don't see Ben turning to the dark side. Oh, okay. So then do you see the First Order coming to fruition? Or is that quashed? Okay. No. So then what happens to Palpatine? Because again, because again, you've got this, oh, well, now we've got the First Order with this bad guy Snoke and Kylo, and we don't want to mess with them because we saw what Vader did. You know what I mean? It's that same level of fear that at that point the bad guys have for Leia and the the New Republic, right? Okay. So if you don't have Kylo... And all you have is Snoke like sitting on a sitting on a throne, 
doing a bunch of nothing but talking like Andy Serkis, then um, with the Knights of Ren, <laughs> yeah, then we, yeah, then we got. You don't have much. You don't have much. And then Palpatine, like you said, Pal. What about Palpatine? Because we got to worry about him. So Palpatine is like gestating in this back to pot or whatever nonsense on Exegol. Mm-hmm. So what? Snoke's going to come over and like help him out? I don't think so. No, I, I agree. I, I don't think, think that... they gain enough momentum to make that happen. So he just, you know, marinates in that back to juice. And then that's the end of it. Because he needs the power from yes. the Force users to, to, to gain get power. better. Okay. So he's in like Sith nursing home over there. With nobody coming, he can't suck their life force and their essence and all and get powerful or however he does it. So that being said, I think he just floats around in that pod for forever. Eons. Yeah. yeah. That's a fascinating thread because then at that point, if Kylo doesn't turn, um, one of the main reasons why why he doesn't turn is because Leia and to a lesser degree maybe Luke sniff out that Snoke is nothing but a imposter or at least yeah. a a puppet of uh, the Emperor. Yeah, exactly. The whole idea of like oh his grandfather and all this nonsense. Like no, no, listen, that all all that would be put to rest. All the motivations he had for going on the dark side, they're gone. Wow. Yeah. That's that's how that's how that plays out. <laughs> that's phenomenal. Wow. It'd be interesting. It'd be, wow. It already was. <laughs> right, right, exactly. <laughs> well, that's uh, our first one for tonight. Uh, what oh, if... man, there's another? There's another. Wait, wait. There is another. another. Somehow another one came back. Um... <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. Due to a recent imperial entanglement, we have an immediate need to liquidate our extensive inventory. This passes the savings on to you. If you need state-of-the-art refrigerant systems for your cantina, or a refill of glacier-filtered ice for your home cooler unit, we have your needs covered. Our hollow chan is down, but your savings are up. We can even offer expedited shipping to Mustafar and Tatooine. When you're hot, think hot. Refrigerant Solutions. Orders placed within the next cycle will receive 20% more ice. It's our commitment to you. And we're back! <laughs> we're back. Thank you to our sponsors. So, yes, we have a second topic for tonight. Do we? I hope so. Oh, um, oh, that was my job? Oh, boy. All right. Um, <laughs> okay, okay, uh, okay. So, uh, mm. ooh, what if Ahsoka returned to the Jedi Order? In the Clone Ooh. Wars. Wow. Yeah. So she didn't walk down those steps. Wow. Right, right. Or she walked down those steps instead of being a, you know, a dumbstruck idiot, Anakin ran after her and explained to her why she needed to stay. Ooh. And then she stayed because he wasn't like, don't leave. We need you. <laughs> what an impactful moment, though. I mean, that's, I mean, it made sense, obviously. I hate that moment. Yeah. It rips out my heart and spits on it and throws it in the dirt. Right. But unfortunately, we know why it happened because... Because the Jedi were assholes to her. I get it. Well, that and the fact that she never appeared in Revenge of the Sith or was alluded to in uh, the Attack of the Clones. So you sort of understand where it's coming from, but it certainly was a very tough pill to to swallow, especially after so much time learning about her character and she's growing and how awesome she was. 
Right. But in the What If series, we don't have to worry about what we see on screen. We make it up ourselves. We got the stories for you. You want to listen to them. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yes. So in the event that that happens and she returns to the order after being falsely accused and then exonerated in front of the council Mm -hmm. with a bunch of jerks, Mm -hmm. um, then what happens? Well, first of all, I would say that that event, even if she came back, would keep the Jedi Order at an arm's length. Even though in this scenario where Anakin convinced her to come back, I think that her level of trust of the Council has been tarnished and that will never leave. And that will forever uh, affect her decisions, affect the quote-unquote orders that she's given to follow through on, and still she'll have that a piece of independence even more so than she has because she's you know very steadfast and and uh strong-willed i think even more so now that okay almost begrudgingly she'll come back to the order but she's going to have that flair of independence that maybe qui-gon had that's Um, what i was going to say like qui-gon yeah and so that which would be great for the council at this point especially at at the time where it is and it's a pivotal moment and with them being devoid of a qui-gon yeah so, you know, so when we're saying when she leaves, leaves, if she doesn't leave, leave, mm-hmm. right? Right after the tribunal says, okay, we were wrong and you're not guilty of being a terrorist. Yes. Um, she comes back. Yes. Okay. So this is before, you know, season seven of Clone Wars and all this Correct. other stuff, which, you know, obviously is when, well, Anakin should know that Padme's pregnant. Okay. Okay. Proceed. In my mind, she follows through with what she's assigned as duties with or without Anakin. Um, she obviously lives through Order 66. And I totally think that she would be on her own mission on some different planet. She does go into hiding. And that explains her lack of appearance in the original trilogy. And as we saw in The Mandalorian, she does meet Luke post-Return of the Jedi uh, at the height of his Jedi power. She's still part of the Rebels, as we saw her, the Fulcrum. Mm -hmm. And ultimately, Luke, before he passes into the Force in The Last Jedi, he reaches out to Ahsoka to help train Rey. And at the start of The Rise of Skywalker, it's actually Ahsoka and Leia who are training Rey on uh, that uh, planet. I can't think of the name right now. to give her ultimately the power to be able to defeat Palpatine. Okay. Mm. 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 <laughs> okay. Now, this is the part where um, I insert a Last Jedi quote. Okay. Oh, <laughs> everything you've just said is wrong. <laughs> or you insert a Last Jedi quote. Um, all right. So, in my mind... It goes like this. Anakin and Ahsoka have a stronger bond since she came back because he was the one who stuck up for her throughout the trial and had faith in her. So she has more allegiance to him than even the Jedi Council or the Jedi Order. Okay. So since they know each other so well, she knows about Padme and... She already knows that the Order's full of a mess, okay? She already knows that they're 
foolish and nonsense because of this stuff that they put her through. Okay. So she's not going to give him any grief about Padme. All right. So then when he's having these dreams about Padme dying and, and with a kid dying or whatever, um, he mentions it to her. To Ahsoka. Yes. Okay. So she actively, you know, looks for an answer to that as opposed to Yoda, who's like, hmm, worry about this, do not. And, um, <laughs> ignore your problems. <laughs> yes, exactly. So then he doesn't 100% trust Palpatine with his problem. Okay. Okay. And what does Palpatine need in order to execute? Order 66, he needs an enforcer that he has an Anakin. Mm-hmm. At this point, he doesn't have it in Anakin. Okay, yeah. And Order 66 doesn't happen. Wow. So you don't think that Palpatine no. would have pivoted once he discovered that Ahsoka was still part of the Order and now is becoming a stronger alliance with Anakin and he would have taken her out somehow? Listen, he's been he's been trying to groom this boy since he was nine years old. Okay. <laughs> or negative so, nine in the womb. <laughs> right. Exactly. So, so the fact is, like, this is his chosen one. Okay. I'm sorry. You were the chosen one. <laughs> so, um, that being said, being the master manipulator that he is, something like that were to fall into play. Yeah, he would attempt to take her out, but I don't think he'd be able to. Okay. And I think the only way that he could, it would be overtly obvious to Anakin that it was him. Okay, which would take away the trust that Anakin has in him. Well, I could totally agree with that because, like, now he's got someone almost impartial that Anakin is able to lean on, where he doesn't think that Obi Wan, who was trying to take or prevent him from getting power, right, uh, versus Ahsoka, who's um, objectively being able to give him advice that he could get nowhere else. Right. So I think I really think that with her still being there, that that stuff doesn't happen. Because he says, oh, the only way I can save my wife and my unborn child is to learn the ways of the Sith. She'd be like, hold up, what? (laughs) That's You know that's what she would do. So she would be like, this is crazy. Like, you are insane. You're an absolute madman for thinking that that's the only way. No, no. Let's go into the temple. Let's have our friend Rob from the Jedi Temple Archives let us in. (laughs) And uh, talk to Jocasta New about, you know, some old text that could help us here. Well, first, let's have a drink. Then we'll look at the text. Well, yeah, obviously. But ultimately, we'll figure this out without, like, selling your soul to the dark side. Are you out of your mind? And he would listen to that levity more than, you know, his nagging old teacher, Obi-Wan, that keeps telling him he keeps screwing up. Wow. So you're elevating Ahsoka above the Emperor at this point because of the personal connection between him and Ahsoka. Listen, everybody was taken away from him. Mm -hmm. That's the problem. Okay. So if he's on the fence and then she helps him figure out a way that Padme's not at risk, then what happens is he doesn't lose Ahsoka or Padme. Okay. So So then he has no rock bottom right where he has nowhere else to turn but this decrepit old sith hand so then it's the the linchpin then is really ahsoka helping him find a solution to or well his perceived solution to the nightmare of padme dying at childbirth right okay i mean that was the driving force behind the whole thing right 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 and 
regardless of what he was thinking, it was all planted stuff by Palpatine to begin with because he was just manipulating him to the nth degree. Exactly. Wow. So that's how I see it going down. Slightly different than what I saw. A little bit. A little bit. I mean, I don't want to tell you how to think, but... uh... Wow. So no Order 66. So basically, Ahsoka helps prevent the rise of the Empire. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, float this by Ashley Eckstein. See what she thinks. <laughs> uh-huh. All right. All right. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so basically, we've got the prequels. <laughs> right. And right. Clone Wars. Awesome. <laughs> yep. That's cool. Yeah, though. I mean, and, and you have Luke and Leia being trained as Jedi from, like, Babe. Right. So, you know, that's kind of cool. Yeah, with mom and dad. Yeah. Yeah. One big happy I mean, family. how wholesome is that? That is true. Yeah. So, okay, in that scenario, then, what happens to Palpatine? Yeah, he dies. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's not a what if uh, Palpatine <laughs> exists after uh, Ahsoka returns to the Order. It's, Listen, he, he ended up needing a new body anyway. It's just a matter of time. Mm-hmm. You know, just let his sand run out. He'll be all right. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, it's on Anakin turning that sand timer over. Oh, womp womp. <laughs> Yeah, so I mean, I I see that being the case. Wow, that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, that's it for tonight, isn't it? All right, so uh, where can people find us? Online, I guess. <laughs> oh, yeah, um, uh, conversations dot com, facebook dot com slash conversations, at Swations on Twitter, the Instagrams uh, conversations. Uh, we have a link tree, link dot tree slash conversations. We're in the Red Five network, and that is bio dot link slash Red Five. We've got a Zazzle shop. Shh. Yeah, oh. we do, but just to talk about it. Zazzle shop. It's not on topic. No, <laughs> it's there. Anyway, yeah, all that stuff is uh, online through our link tree and um, and our uh, various platforms. And uh, you know, if you want to. Uh, Tell us some of your um, your ideas Ooh. for some what if type topics. Then uh, you can pick our brains with that too. Ooh, that's a fantastic yeah. idea. That'll be part of the promo for this one. That's fantastic. Yeah, great idea. All right, so I guess um, that'll do it for this one. Mm-hmm. Do you want to uh, take us out in your signature style here for this episode? Uh-huh. Not really? Okay. Uh, let's see. Um... <laughs> Bye! Click! <laughs> Join us next time as we explore the world of the wills. Cool. An, an intro and an outro. Yeah. I feel so... I... like to thank the Academy. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, bye! Click! Bye! Click! <laughs> And now, your host, Drawn the Hut, and his translator, Brevor. Kibatu batu, kuna tichula. Welcome back to the final round of the Bunta E Trivia Classic. Oh, oh, Iswama Ologikrida, Joe Pameron. Piska Pitanki, Nibobachi Blasto, Gif. 
High Kick. Our two contestants, Joe Pameron and Gif High Kick, are tied with 3,720 points each. Jiboska Dumpa Jipachi Mabota Jibutmalia Sohodruda Mi Patisa Miyatunka Nupa Bunkidonko We have three questions left. The last one, the hardest, will be worth the most points. The winner takes home 17,038 credits. Jepana wa fulma chon patoga chilik muno. Wama holkrida chiblasto. Question 1 for 500 points. In the most icely cantina, who shot first? Han Solo. Wrong. Gif? Greedo. Both wrong. Ponda Baba fired his blaster nearly four minutes before either of them. <laughs> What? What? This is Bantha Poodoo. Oh, come on. Jebana wa fulma chon patoga chelikmuno. Question two. For 1,000 points, who was the first person to ignite a lightsaber on the planet of Takodana? Kylo Ren. Damn it. That's not it. Incorrect. Joe, do you care to answer? Uh, it, it, has, it has to be Finn. Oh, that's right. Mabawonki Goju. Both wrong. It's FN2187. Are you kidding me? I said Finn. Ding me chasa opa. Chot kibuda. We do not recognize frivolous monikers given out by resistance pilots. On to the next question. Ilgi no kili. Chuba mit puna. Hachupuji. Question 3. For 10,000 points, how many people attended the Bunta Eve Classic pod race? What? Wrong. Joe? Uh, um, this is ridiculous. Uh, 34,638. Wrong. The right answer is 34,000. 636. Huh? Huh? You were quite close, Joe, but Shmi and Anakin Skywalker are not people. They're slaves. What kind of death sticks have you been smoking? This whole contest sucks. Makchise Fasa Taono Kalimalia Iyungi Deuperio Tisa. What an exciting finish to the Bunta Eve Trivia Classic. Because the two contestants didn't answer any of the final questions properly, the host takes all of the wins. Vade Pada Nechuta Karibu Uta Grimog Tewanga. Fear not, the fun will continue. Due to the contestants' ineptitude, they shall become fodder for the mighty Sarlacc in the great pit of Carcoon to the barge. That's not, That's not part, part of this. Check the contract. A Felucia Films production. Greetings, listener. Just a reminder that the podcast you just heard is a proud member of the Red 5 Network family. 
Red5Network.com offers you a great variety of shows you'll be sure to love. So the next time you're itching for quality content, make sure you head over to Red5Network.com. You'll find this podcast along with a whole lot more. All wings report in. It's the Red 5 Network. Red 5 Network.